Hi, you're listening to Nurmer Nurmer. In this week's episode, Alexis and I are talking about Olivia Rodrigo, who is the star of the Disney Plus original series, High School Musical, the musical, the series, as well as the song writer and singer of Driver's License, which you've probably heard. If you want to see some clips, um... A new animation is going up this week. Go to the Instagram at Nurmer Nurmer. You can find it in the link tree in the show notes as well as other relevant YouTube links and whatever else in the show notes. So happy Pride Month still. Enjoy this episode and have a great weekend. Here we go. I found an archived article from the school district that Olivia Rodrigo attended as a kid. Okay. So it's from 2015 when she was in seventh grade and it's like very school district style writing and it's talking about like her teachers and whatever, but also about how much she loves American Girl dolls. And I just thought it was funny because she was a 12 year old and she was like in the middle school paper. (laughs) That's all that is. Interesting. Interesting. Olivia plans to go to college and major in fashion and minor in women's studies. But she adds, I'm still figuring it out. I'm only 12. <laughs> what school did she go to? Dorothy just, McGinley just Middle a School. normal school? She didn't go to like a... She's from LA. She's from okay. LA area. So I assume maybe not totally normal, <laughs> but... Yeah. Whoa, whoa, that is not what I meant. (laughs) Oh, no. That's not what I meant to do. You just copy-pasted the entire lyrics of Drops of Jupiter (laughs) into a column. How many pages is this? This was on your clipboard? (laughs) Yeah. How do I undo it? What just happened? Why is it not undoing? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) let me see what i was trying to copy and paste oh it's this i don't know what just happened i'm trying to find fun facts about olivia rodrigo and they're not like actually fun because she's a child it says she loves rocking a red lip (laughs) okay whoa she was born after 9-11. Wasn't she born in, like, 03? Yeah. Yeah. Years after. Year- years. Plural. Let's see. 33 facts about the driver's license singer. Oh, wow. She was born in 2003 and she's 18. That's fun. <laughs> she's a... Oh, she's an Aquarius Pisces cusp. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. (laughs) Her first on-screen was in an Old Navy commercial. That makes sense. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, so Olivia Rodrigo sings Driver's License, which is the first time I heard of her. And I thought that she was from TikTok. I did, too. I think we talked about it on here. Yeah. I feel like we were like, TikTok scar. Right, but she's not. She's from Disney Channel. Right. So she was on uh, the show High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is a TV show 
based lightly on the plot of the original High School Musical Disney Channel original movie trilogy. And uh, the premise of the show is that there's all these kids who go to East High, the high school in the original one, but they've never put on a performance of High School Musical at that high school. So the premise is that those kids are playing the kids in the other movie, which sounds a little convoluted, but it's really genius. It has like some glee elements. It also has some uh, like confessional office style moments. Mockumentary. Mockumentary. Yeah. So they'll have a sides with the characters, you know, giving interviews or whatever. It feels very fresh for Disney Channel. Yeah. I'm used it- to Disney Channel feeling really stiff. Aside from the, like, plot and the content of the show, which also is very, like, fresh, as you said, literally just the camera work and, like, it's the different. setup, like the, like, the direction of it is just very not your average Disney Channel slash Nickelodeon teen show. Yeah, it's, it's very Glee to me. Very Glee. Very Glee? Yeah. And, like, Riverdale, it's teen show on, and, like, that show is how I would expect a current Disney show to look. Right. Like, it's just better cameras than, you know, they used to have, etc. But, like, this is full-on, like, they're doing stuff. Right. Plus just, like, a load of gay characters and a lot of, like, non-white characters. Yeah, and it's not, like, a thing. Right, it's just, like, there. They're just in school. It yeah, they just go to school. They just go to school. Pride Month alert. Joshua Bassett. Oh yeah, was talking about Harry Styles this one time and said he was hot. And then he was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm bisexual." Big fucking whoop. Everyone in Gen Z is shut the fuck up. That's that's a paraphrase, but yeah. Oh, also, did we mention Sharpay is played by a boy? Also, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? In the okay, literally, I cried tears for 25 seconds because Sharpay is played by a boy and his whole family comes out for the performance and he was nervous to do Bob to the top because his whole family rented out three rows and it cuts to his family and they all have signs that have rainbows and shit on them it's so cute and he he has sparkles in his hair and he has David Bowie ass makeup and it's so fucking cute and they do not make a big deal out of casting girl or a boy as Sharpay. He was just the best one. And he goes to the homecoming dance with the stage manager of the show, Carlos. It's so cute. They don't make it into a thing either. They don't. Yeah. Also, Olivia Rodrigo's character has has moms. Oh, has two moms. Great show. Great show. Happy Pride Month to uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. A few years ago, they tried to do, uh, not probably more than a few, 2014 looks like, they tried to do, they did a couple seasons of Girl Meets World. Is that? It's on Disney Channel, and it was a spinoff of Boy Meets World. So it's like, Cory and Topanga, the main characters from Boy Meets World, and they have kids. Cory's a teacher now, and like, it's him in the classroom with the kids. And... Right off the bat, like, all of the Boy Meets World fans were like, it's too bad this is on Disney Channel because they can't have, like, actual meaningful conversations like they did on Boy Meets World. Of course, Boy Meets World was in the 90s and has a few, like, things that would be controversial now. But it was like they were trying really hard, but since it was on Disney, it felt really lame. 
And then, like, the second season where they tried to address more complicated subject, it was just weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. There A few weeks ago, there was, it was, like, trending on Twitter, weird scenes from that show, and, uh... Do you remember any? Uh, one of the main ones that I remember... Well, there was one where they tried to explain communism. That was That's a weird subject to tackle. The main character's dad, Corey, who's from Boy Meets World, is a history teacher. So, like, in Boy Meets World, they learned a lot of lessons from being in class with Mr. Feeney. So they tried to do the same thing, but it was very weird. And <laughs> uh, there That's was a, so weird. There was a weird religion one. Where this isn't they don't have to do all that. No, they don't. Kids don't talk about that. Right. Like, Why don't they just sense. talk about like what do you do when your friend doesn't want to give you a ride to school anymore? Right. Oh, I got a I got a C on my test and I wanted to get a B so I could go to the birthday party. Yeah, they also handled um autism in a really irresponsible way. They don't need to go that far. Yeah, like I one of their mean... friends was on the spectrum and everyone was mad about it. I'm like no, no, he's just Farkle. Like, that's just how he is. They just addressed it in a real... Also, his name was Farkle. The kid <laughs> right. named Farkle has autism. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. So, it was, a. Uh... Yeah, it was just handled very poorly and really inappropriate. I tried... I think I watched every episode because I really wanted to hold out for Boy Meets World, and it just... The main character's best friend... Is played by Sabrina Carpenter, who is who, who is rumored to be the blonde girl mentioned in the song "Driver's License" by Olivia Rodrigo. She's one third of the love triangle. She's one third of the love triangle. Also, she released a song after "Driver's License" came out. I don't think I ever listened to it, but it did really well just because people were eating up the drama. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But then, I mean, obviously, Olivia Rodrigo's sword. I think um, if this love triangle is a competition, Olivia Rodrigo's winning. By a landslide. They, um, She's released three singles total, and all three of them have been top five. Two were number one, and one was number three. One peaked at number three. Okay, so if they're like playing Mario Kart, Olivia Rodrigo has like 4,000 points. Or mm-hmm. like... What is it? What is it called? Like your rank? Yeah, when you play online Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Rio Rodrigo knows how to drop all of her items. Yeah. Properly, she knows how to use a boomerang. Puts she the banana peel by the make, double like, box. These other kids don't stand a chance. They should be in a different ranking. All right. So the love triangle is. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Most famously known, besides her music, from High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. Great name. Great name. Uh, Joshua Bassett, also also most, also most well known from High School Musical, the musical, the series. He plays her opposite lead. Is that what you would call it? Yeah, they're like the two main characters. Right. They're love interests, and it's really cute and heartwarming. And then Sabrina Carpenter, who I'm pretty sure is, I think she's done other stuff, but I think her biggest thing was Girl Meets World. So, watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, also known as uh, HSMTMTS for short, (laughs) you get to see 
Olivia Rodrigo and Jos- Joshua Bassett's characters interact, and they have really good on-screen chemistry. They really dated good. in real life, like so cute. They end up playing Troy and Gabriella in High School Musical. So cute. I'm fond of the original movies, and seeing these newer kids play the roles is really just sweet. And there's a lot of fun Easter eggs for the original fans. Mm-hmm. So seeing those two, I don't know, whatever. But it's hard to think about <laughs> Driver's License, which was already such an emotional song that right. everyone had to listen to on repeat for like a week when it came out. Right. I don't have another example of actors who dated in real life and on screen, and then we also have access to, like, that kind of breakup material. I can only even think of the two mains in in Glee were dating, mm-hmm. but there was never any songs or anything. But, like, that was something that was rough when Cory Monteith passed away. Right. Because we were aware of that. Uh... I didn't think you were going to go to Cory Monteith. No, it's okay. I felt really silly with what I was going to say. I was going to say, I was going to follow up with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher also dated on and off screen. Oh, that's a good one. It's it's different because, like, but that's because that 70s show is so silly and, like, and, you know. Yeah. And they not, they don't, they're not musicians on that show. Right. I was going to say. It's funny because, you know, to you, it reminds you so much of Glee, but to me, like, I, all I think about is The Office when I watch it, just because... Oh, it has Office vibes. It has major Office vibes. Uh, and, like, Joshua Bassett does the gym face to the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, him and the camera have a have a connection. Yeah, he breaks the fourth that, wall every episode. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, <laughs> on The Office, Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak dated on and off throughout, like, the whole series. And same... Their on-screen characters also dated on and off for, like, the whole series. They're best friends in real life now. They haven't dated in a long time. Yeah, I don't know if but I can again, think of any But again, they're not singers. Others. I mean, I guess there's, like... Well... Brangelina, J-Lo, and Ben... Shapiro. Nope. <laughs> Affleck. You said it. The character Nini, played by Olivia Rodrigo, writes songs for Joshua Bassett's character. She plays the ukulele, and he writes songs back for her. The fact that they both went into music in real life, it's just too much. So then you listen to Driver's License after you've seen them be all cute, and you know that they're broken up now, and it's sad. And it was like her first love. Yeah, and in the show also, there's like multiple love mm-hmm. triangles in the show. They have really sophisticated ways of discussing their relationships in the show. I'm like really proud of the way that they all handle it. Yeah, no there's... one's just evil for anything, which I love. There's yeah. nobody who's just bad. Right. Everybody's got their complicated ways of dealing with things, and they still are held accountable, but they're not just, like, the the mean character. As, like, mature as they seem, it seems like they're all also very aware that they're in high school. Totally, yeah. It's They don't they don't make it into anything it's not. There's a pretty major plot line in the first season where uh, Olivia Rodrigo's other boyfriend that she was dating while she was off with the other guy <laughs> steals her phone right. and goes through it and like deletes a voicemail and is like looking at her archived Instagram posts which is like a huge invasion of privacy but also a realistic thing that like kids might have to deal with yeah and then they have but like- and she and she's like okay we're done then he he admits to it which was the right thing to do and she says okay we're done which is also the right thing to do right I agree with the choices everyone makes yeah, I agree. And, like, it's also nice to see ca- the characters, like, grow. Because it seems authentic in the way that they grow. 
plus they're all in competition with each other because they're auditioning for these roles uh her like new boyfriend wants to be troy bolton and then there's also a transfer student who wants to be gabriella but they don't get those parts they're the understudies and they have a little bit of like jealousy about it Mm -hmm. but once they've resolved that jealousy like i think the jealousy is realistic but i also appreciate them resolving it and doing their best you know move on so much more than i would expect from a disney show i'm so used to just like and then well, even original High School Musical, Gabriella knocks a tray of food into Sharpay. <laughs> right. There's no bullshit shenanigans like that. Genuine things that the kids are all going through. And again, like they're all not just mean to each other, which is nice. Right. And they have they all do things that I think fall under the umbrella of bullying. Right. Olivia Rodrigo's character steals a bunch of stuff from the girl who wanted to play Gabriella right. to like get back at her for something she did or said. Then she goes and apologizes for it. Right. She returns the stuff because she knows what she did was wrong. She knows that it was outside of her character and then she apologizes for it and they make up. Yeah, they all hold themselves very accountable. Yeah. And also the adults are not nauseating. <laughs> That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, they're like Decent adults. Which yeah. I can't tell if like if that could be a detrimental thing to people who are like, well, all the adults in my life are nauseating. I think, yeah. I don't know, it's nice to see not just a bunch of idiot parents. Right. And since Disney Channel is going for like idealism in a lot of ways, I'm I'd rather have that. Yeah. I agree. It's not just like Oh, well, if you have a secret life as a pop star like Hannah Montana, your life is cooler. I don't know. Just, like, teachers who care a lot about, like, their students. Also, without being creepy. Because those, also, those teachers exist, especially in the art. Those are real teachers. Right. And, again, they're not creepy. A teacher who does drama is going to be seeing the kids through a lot of stuff, you know, a math teacher might not. They have actual, the adults in the show have boundaries while not being totally cut off i don't know i'm really impressed with that show yeah it's it's it is it only a disney plus show i believe so Hmm. so they were gonna do which like after girl meets world like i'm not into the idea of like recreating shows or and doing things 10 years later 20 years later Mm -hmm. but they disney plus when it first came out said that they were gonna do a lizzie mcguire hillary was gonna be come back and Lizzie like lives in New York City and she's a 30 year old follow her now and I was really excited about it but basically what Hillary Duff has said is that Disney plus fired or let go the head writer who did the original series and she didn't believe in the direction that they were going in and didn't think it would play true to Lizzie McGuire or any of that so they like just scrapped the whole thing which I was disappointed about, but then I was like, ah, I'm kind of glad. Like, it's yeah, they okay. might have kind of but, um, scarred the legacy, right? But after seeing this show, I don't know. I think it's fine that they're not going to redo it, but I think it would have stood a better chance than I would have thought. Because if it would go in the girl meets world direction, it might not be good. But if it could right. go in the High School Musical direction, it could be <laughs> right. If it goes in the High School Musical direction, um. I haven't looked too far into Olivia Rodrigo's, like, record deal kind of stuff. Basically, I'm not sure if they're connected with Disney. 
I, I mean, don't she, think well, they would be. Well, I mean, like, if Interscope is somehow still kind of owned by Disney. Like, a lot of smaller record labels are actually, are actually owned by huge record labels. Let me see. That's Interscope. why... That's why there's drama with Haley Williams and Fueled by Ramen and Atlant- Atlantic. So Interscope is owned by Universal Music Group. Now let me see who owns them. Mm, owned by Vivendi, which also owns Daily Motion. Okay. I don't think it is. That's great. Because obviously when I first heard Driver's License, I didn't know she was part of Disney. But then once I found out she was a part of I just kind of forgot, I guess, about some of the lyrical words. <laughs> I forgot right, she, she cursed. she swears. I forgot she cursed. <laughs> when her new album came out. Wait, this is not a Disney Stars album. Which no. is kind of cool. I like that she didn't take the route of, okay, gotta release a kid's Disney album first. Really love that she just was able to just... I think she could have still been successful doing like a Selena Gomez thing. Totally. I think so too. But I agree with you. Uh, yeah. Because it just take it took Selena Gomez like five extra years to make actual music. Um, but yeah, uh, Billie Eilish is also signed to them, I think. Oh, yeah. So like a real legitimate, <laughs> full on adult record label. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, I can't confidently say she has longevity at this point as a sixteen year old who has one album. Right. Um, so I'm waiting for that. But originally, because I thought she was just a one hit off of only TikTok because I misunderstood her entire lore. Same. I definitely, my opinion has grown from there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I thought the same. I do wonder if I would dislike Driver's License if I lived in a place that actually played the radio. I've heard that from people. But I don't know. I also, when I lived somewhere with radio, I fucking loved that Adele was on every hour. Okay, but what about somebody I used to know? That's my, that's my OTA. Yeah, that's my like go to. Like that song was good, and now it makes me sick to this day. I wonder if other people have had that experience with driver's license. Obviously, you can't answer that, but you know, like I wonder if it gets that bad. Oh, if you could ask Olivia Rodrigo one question, what would it be? Let me go. Just what's your skincare routine? <laughs> Dude, I want to know when she started playing music. That's actually a good one. Is she a child prodigy? That's the vibe I get from her. I get the feeling she was like a four-year-old with a like one with of those a- play keyboards. Yeah, in the uh, driver's license music video, she has like one of those, right? Yeah, I like her influence list. I don't know. There's something about her since I think all of her songs. There's something about her, and I mean this in the most. In the least offensive way, is that, like, she's such a product of her time. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like, the references she makes, the style of her, like, music videos and stuff. Um, she has a line about watching, watching reruns of Glee. And also, I the her line about Billy Joel kills me, because it's like, I showed you this weird, obscure artist that nobody our age knows. And, and then, then you, you went just, and showed your next girlfriend. Yeah. Like there's and it's something Billy up- Joel. And it's bi- and it's Uptown Girl. And also, I can't get over, like, the word sociopath became, like, a thing within the last five years. 
I don't know, though, because I knew that word, I think. Yeah, but it became like a hit word within social media within the last five years. I guess people do throw around a lot of like psychology they, words. Because they, like, I don't know, there started being, like, YouTuber therapists describing what sociopath means. People called the Paul sociopath. I don't know. Maybe I just had had um well i actually know for a fact that i had a bizarre upbringing but i just feel like i knew that word as a kid yeah but did you use it probably but it's been it's been an internet hit word within the last five years can't you track like words on google probably yeah how do you look that up when did sociopath get popular people didn't hear the word sociopath for the first time in the last five years it became like a, a theme like, okay, okay. In YouTube world. Ooh! There was a huge spike in 2018. Yeah. And then there's another spike after that song came out. Yeah, she was a. She must have been. You said 2018? So she was yeah. 15. Of, yeah, like a big. But it's been word. steady growing because, like, in 2005, it was the same as it was at the beginning of 2020. It, like, spiked and then went back down yeah. and then came back up. Let's see. Past five years. What the fuck is this huge spike in 2018? There was... Okay. We, can you bleep out the name when I say it? Sure. Uh-huh. Released a documentary about Jake Paul in 2018. And he interviewed this super YouTuber therapist. And they were fixated on the word sociopath. They were claiming... They were... No, they specifically weren't claiming. But maybe Jake Paul is a sociopath. So they were, like, doing, like, test on Jake Paul to see if he was a sociopath at one of Shane uh, like peaks. It was a, I don't remember how many parts. There's a few parts of the series. A number of the episodes were surrounded around the word sociopath. Ugh. So we all started using it. No, we, I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, think I, I think that would influence if people. So it was like a up. huge trending thing. The number one query with the word sociopath in it is like a damn sociopath from the Olivia Good. Rodrigo song. The number three is Logan Paul sociopath. Yep. Also, this was before, like, Jake Paul went full Jake Paul. Right. Like, he's, he's still been... was trying to save save him at this point. You don't actually have to bleep it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep it every time. And then, uh, I think a lot of, like, internet culture were, like, started mm. using the word sociopath, but then people would use it incorrectly as a joke. Apparently, I was very involved in <laughs> to know all of this, and I'm not saying that Olivia Rodrigo is a plant is a fan. Oh uh, yeah, but I think if that documentary wouldn't have been released, I don't think that would have been the use, song the word she used in that song. Okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> uh, also, her list of influences, mm-hmm. which I love, Jake Paul. <laughs> Uh, she described herself as Swift's biggest fan in the whole world. Uh, also, hold on, I read halfway through a sentence. She is called Taylor Swift and Lord her idols and main musical inspiration. I hear a lot of Lord in her. I yeah, but I also worry that I'm just saying that because she's a she's teenage 15. girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she additionally has named Fiona Apple, Saint Vincent. And Cardi B. I just got goosebumps for no explicable reason. <laughs> not the, isn't that the best list of influences? If you put those in a blender... <laughs> you get Olivia Rodrigo. Wow. Yeah. I was assuming it was gonna have Paramore on there, if we're being honest. 
How do you, do you have, like, what was your first reaction when Good For You came out and it just straight up sounds like Paramore? Okay, so my For You page for months, I've been curating it. So I like every single, <laughs> every feeling. single TikTok that's elder emo or like pop punk. Uh-huh. So that's most of my For You page. So the first time I heard Good For You was a mashup with Misery Business. And I heard it like that for weeks. I didn't hear the original Just Olivia Rodrigo until like maybe a couple weeks ago. I've wondered. It sounds so much like it. Right. I haven't like actually heard anyone say this because it's just such an obvious similarity between those two songs. You haven't heard anyone say it? No, no, no. I haven't heard anyone. I want to know if anyone's like mad of how derivative it is. Um. Okay, a couple of things. Misery Business is a sore subject for Paramore stands. Because Haley tried to... Haley has basically canceled it years ago. Really? Yeah. It's a little slut-shamey, and she regrets it. Specifically, once a whore, you're nothing more. Okay. So it's not a song that, uh, that Paramore fans are protective about. It's... Most of them come from it. I did. You right. know, most Paramore fans are because it's a, of Misery it's a popular Business. popular song. I think all Paramore fans have just said it's cool like i don't think anyone's mad about it i think Haley promotes not being mad at a 15 year old girl this isn't just olivia rodrigo this is like everybody her age analog tvs beaded bracelets throwback mm-hmm. stuff to social media i love the nostalgia of all that wow i can't believe misery business isn't mentioned on the wikipedia page for good for you the highlighted words I'm seeing in this paragraph are whole, like the band, Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. <laughs> Haley Williams, oh, uh, and Paramore. Okay, it does mention Misery Business. Yeah, she damn near borrowed the song. <laughs> Rob Sheffield of Rolling Stone lauded Rodrigo's musical versatility and noted influence from Taylor Swift in Good For You. Are you kidding me? That is offensive. Taylor Swift. Who is rich? I lose respect for Rolling Stone every day. This man is a pervert. <laughs> there, you know, some people just are, regardless of their sexual tendencies. Does Rolling Stone just post anything? The My instinct, and maybe if I dove deeper, it wouldn't be this. My instinct is he's like, I know one female. Yeah. I want someone official to talk about it. <laughs> Because I do kind of want to know. I don't want her to, like, get sued. Which I... By who? Paramore? Yeah. Aren't they the only people who could sue her? Yeah. I don't think they would. It does sound almost exactly like it. Her album, Sour, the album art is, like, her face covered in stickers, and then she has Sour on her tongue as a collage, S-O-U-R, but... It almost looks like acid tabs, which I don't think is what she was going for. It's square pieces of paper that say spell sour. I'm still kind of surprised Haley Williams isn't listed as an influence. So her album cover for her first solo last year has a has a similar vibe. That's funny. That's yeah. I wonder if maybe people aren't asking her the right questions in interviews. Yeah, one question I'd ask Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Are you influenced by Haley Williams? Hay- Haley Williams or no? <laughs> like, yes, right? It's yes? It's gotta be yes. I don't think you stole... I'm not accusing you. Great song. Great song. Love, love, love good both for you. songs. 
but just wondering. <laughs> yes? Uh, one last thing before we move on from misery business. Mm-hmm. I posted this TikTok. So there's this theory that good for you is from the perspective of the girl of the girl opposite of Haley Williams on misery business. So misery business is about like she had a crush on a guy who was dating this girl, but then they broke up and now Haley starts dating this guy two weeks later. And now like they're happier than ever. And like Haley's like above this other girl. And so the first girl is a brunette so they're saying they're saying that Olivia Rodriguez is like from the perspective of the girl whose boyfriend left her for Haley. Oh, because they both say two weeks. Also, yeah. I like it does mash up pretty well. Uh huh. Obviously, I don't believe it because right. I mean, I think Olivia Rodriguez doing like I think that's her true story. Yeah, I totally agree. But it it's pretty funny. What is this? Pop sugar, Olivia Rodrigo. On her cover, she's wearing a ring that's a nod to Taylor Swift. What? I don't like this narrative. There's a Taylor <laughs> Swift Easter egg on the cover of Sour? What is it? It's, um, Taylor sent Olivia a Kathy Waterman ring. She gave me this ring because she said she wore ju- one just like it when she wrote Red, and she wanted me to have one. Good for her, but good for her. As far as we can tell, Olivia's album doesn't include any other featured artists, but we can always dream of a Taylor collaboration, right? Mm, I wouldn't to do all dream that. of it. I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. That'd be cool for Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift could use the boost. Oh, it's like, she's wearing, okay, I feel, I hope you feel better about this. She's wearing eight rings. She's wearing nine (laughs) rings. That does make me feel better about it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized that the parental advisory on her album, that's great. I like that, too. I love that. Because it's it's so little kid looking with all the stickers and stuff, but also angsty teen. (laughs) Yeah. That's really she earned stuff. that parental advisory. She really did. Have you listened to all of the albums, Sour? I have not. Uh, have you heard the song Brutal? No. Brutal is the most punk rock song I've heard released in the last, like, 20 years. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and people agree. I'm also on punk TikTok. Okay. 30-year-old males. who are like, yo, this song is, like... The most punk rock thing. It just has a simple three chord chord progression. She's just mad and yelling, and I just feel like I'm inside of someone's basement, and there's like beer everywhere. It smells like pee. <laughs> it's a really this song good- smells like pee in an underground way. Yeah, because <laughs> I had only heard "Good for You" mashed up with "Misery Business," and I was starting to really resent her. So right. I was just like so tired. I wasn't mad at her. I was mad at everyone else. And then a friend of mine was like, yo, you gotta listen to Brutal. She's, what, 17 when this song comes out? Or probably 16, 17 when she wrote it or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, similarly, okay, so you know how we were talking about SoundCloud rappers. How they're obsessed with the 27 thing, but they're it seems like they're forcing it to be like a 21 thing. Mm-hmm. So, this is the first song on her album, and 
the third line is, I'm so insecure, I think that I'll die before I drink. In this song, she also has the, I'm so sick of 17, where's my fucking teenage dream? You're running someone, out of time, bitch. If someone tells me one more time, enjoy your youth, I'm gonna cry. I'm anxious, know. nothing can help. I hate the way I'm perceived. This is the first song on her album, too. Can you imagine being like, Mom, I want the Olivia Rodriguez from High School Musical the Musical the Series album. And then you go to Circuit City. <laughs> Your mom's like, What? <laughs> you think I was just gonna let you say that? <laughs> <laughs> go on then your mom's your mom gives you like ten dollars she's like i'm gonna stay in the car and you're like okay but then you get the cd and you bring it up to register and they're like i can't sell this to you because as a parental advisory and you're under 18 then you have to go get your mom and your mom's like what do you isn't it the high school musical and you're like yeah but i really really want it and then your mom's like fine so your mom goes in she buys the cd doesn't really care and then you're like, can I please listen to the CD in the car? And then your mom... <laughs> Brutal comes on? You're not even out of the Circuit City parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Circuit City 100 in 2009. <laughs> Olivia Rodriguez couldn't even talk yet. <laughs> Yeah, it would be a lot. <sighs> okay, I mean, do you, <laughs> do you have anything else on this topic? Or <laughs> I don't think so, do you? All right. Black Mary Kill. Mm-hmm. The original High School Musical series. The trilogy movies. High School Musical, the musical, the series. And Old Navy commercials. <laughs> my gut reaction when you said that and I hate was oh fuck the old navy commercials and I don't know why I said that but I'm gonna kill them are you a big fan of khakis <laughs> I don't know I always get excited when they have their like dollar flip flop sales so I think that's where my you brain- know I noticed that's not as big of a cultural event in the northeast of the United States <laughs> as it is in the uh, southwest it's so exciting though right I'm pretty sure everyone goes. Yeah, and you just get a pair of orange flip-flops. So you can look like Lizzie McGuire so at school. you can look like Lizzie McGuire at school. Uh, probably fuck High School Musical and marry High School Musical this mu- musical the series. I'm gonna marry the series fuck Old Navy kill the original trilogy. Oh, okay. Because I love the original trilogy, but I don't want to marry it, and I don't want to fuck it. It's intentionally devoid of sex appeal. <laughs> they don't kiss in the first movie. They do not kiss in the first movie. They kiss at the end of the second movie.
you're watching Disney Channel.